November 21st, the day before we celebrate a, a, an American tradition of Thanksgiving. But like I had spoken several days ago, every day is a day to be thankful to the Lord for His goodness to us. And I don't know what you're planning on uh, today, later, or tomorrow, but I just truly, as I encouraged you back then, I would encourage you to be thankful for God for all that He has given you, even to the point of writing out a list, writing it down, and sharing it with some friends over a meal somewhere. Pull it out and say, you know, I, I thank God for, and list those things you're thankful for. And I would encourage you also to thank God for those friends that you're having meal with, or thank God for that family you're having a meal with. Folks, uh, it's a reminder that, yes, Thanksgiving's important, but we should be thanking God every day. I'm John Smizer. I'm living in the Southern California area, and it's a joy to share with you God's Word. Today we're going to be looking into 2 Chronicles chapter 18, and we're going to see a, a change in a life. Do you remember a point in your life, a threshold or a, a point when life and events kind of changed for you? I remember years ago I was uh, uh, drafted into the army and that changed uh, my life a lot of ways. I remember also a day when my, uh, the pastor at the church I was attending challenged me to consider ministry. That changed my life. I remember also the day my wife said, Yes, I accept your proposal for marriage. That changed my life. Today, let's celebrate the, the thresholds God has given to us. Second Chronicles chapter 18, verses 1 through 11. Now Jehoshaphat had great wealth and honor, and he allied himself with Ahab by marriage. Some years later, he went down to see Ahab in Samaria. Ahab slaughtered many sheep and cattle for him and the people with him and urged him to attack Ramoth-Gilead. Ahab, king of Israel, asked Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Will you go with me against Ramoth-Gilead? Jehoshaphat replied, I am as you are and my people as your people. We will join you in the war. But Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, First seek the counsel of the Lord. So the king of Israel brought together the prophets, four hundred men, and asked them, Shall we go to war against Ramoth-Gilead, or shall I not? Go, they answered, for God will give it into the king's hand. But Jehoshaphat asked, Is there no longer a prophet of the Lord here whom we can inquire of? The king of Israel answered Jehoshaphat, There is still one prophet through whom we can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. He is Micaiah, son of Imlah. The king should not say such a thing, Jehoshaphat replied. So the king of Israel called one of his officials and said, Bring Micaiah, son of Imlah, at once. 
Dressed in their royal robes, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, were sitting on their thrones at the threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Samaria, with all the prophets prophesying before them. Now Zedekiah, son of Kenanah, had made iron horns, and he declared, This is what the Lord says, With these you will gore the Arameans until they are destroyed. All the other prophets were prophesying the same thing. Attack Ramoth-Gilead and be victorious, they said, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. You've heard it said, uh, keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. Well, today we're going to see how this adage, this idea works out. It opens up here in 2 Chronicles chapter 18, verse 1. It says, Now Jehoshaphat had great wealth and honor. Yay! What a great celebration! These things, a blessing God has poured out on Jehoshaphat. And then it goes on in that same verse, And he uh, allied himself with Ahab by marriage. Oh dear. Oh dear. You know, in life, um, we see that so often people live an honorable, good life, but in those later years, somehow they stumble. Somehow they, they lose heart or, or they don't do right. You know, Paul, Paul speaks about, I have run the race, I've fought the fight, I've kept the faith. And what an honorable thing to do. And there's a phrase, do not grow weary in well-doing, because Right here, it was Ahab who decided and challenged the, the honor of God in ways because it was Ahab who said, I don't want to fight anymore. Let's be friends. He kept that adage, uh, keep your friends close and your enemies even closer because both Judah and Israel were at war in these times. But Ahab had, had decided to, in certain relationships with the Tyre and Sidon region, he married a lady of the high priest of that, uh, that pagan culture. You remember her name? Ahab married a lady named Jezebel. Oh dear, that affected the outcome of that nation to a great degree. And then it goes on here, and it says that Jehoshaphat allied himself with Ahab by marriage. He married the daughter of Jezebel. Oh my, what a threshold. One who was honoring God in ways, he aligned himself. In Corinthians it says, do not be unequally yoked together. So there, this here, Jehoshaphat stumbles right here at this point. You know, so often it seems like when I'm very proud of things, when I'm and high and mighty, that's when I stumble. When I get so full of myself, it's at that point I lose sight of God. It might be that that happened here to Jehoshaphat. It goes on and it says, Some years later, he went down to see Ahab in Syria. Ahab slaughtered many sheeps, and it goes on to talk about a great feast they had. Ahab, in verse 3, Ahab, king of Israel, asked Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, 
Will you go with me against Ramoth Gilead? So at this point, not only was he uh, being an ally, but he was going to go to work and do the same thing uh, that Ahab wanted to do. Now, Jehoshaphat, even though he has stumbled along the way, here in verse 4, it was a wonderful witness to Jehoshaphat's history when he says, But Jehoshaphat also said to king of Israel, First, seek the counsel of the Lord. He knew that was critical. If we're going to go to war, let's seek God's counsel and see what's there. Now it goes on here, verse 5, it says, So the king of Israel brought together the prophets, 400 men, and asked them. Oh, I'm sure in your mind immediately, immediately your mind shifts back to the encounter that Elijah had with the 400 prophets of Baal that Ahab brought to him on Mount Carmel. Here are these same prophets who are not the prophets of the Lord. They're the prophets of Baal. They are the ones that Ahab has aligned himself with. He has succumbed to the influence, the bad influence, the horrible influence of a pagan culture. And he has trusted in things other than the Lord for his answer. But Jehoshaphat realized how critical it was to call on the Lord. Let me ask you this. Do you watch newscasts to determine your choices? Do you watch the uh, Wall Street or uh, stock markets to make your decisions? Is it choices you make about where to live and what to do based on your culture or the things surrounding you? Or will you honor God and call on Him and ask His his view on this choice you're going to make. My prayer is that today you would turn from those 400, whatever they might be, that distracts you from God and look to the Lord for His answers in your life. I would encourage you today to not be influenced by the fine wardrobe somebody may have or the great celebrity that they might be. When you're looking for the answers of God, you need to go to Him. I looked here in verse 9, it says, Dressed in their royal robes, the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat king of Judah were sitting on their thrones at the threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Smyrna, with all the prophets prophesying before them. What a great hoopla. What a great concophony of noise to distract from the will of the Lord. As we are going to read on tomorrow, I want to encourage you to listen to what what is it God is saying to Jehoshaphat and recognizing all the fine celebration and all the festivities and all the pomp and circumstance really covers uh, not much in the eyes of the Lord. 
I want you to continue in your life looking to what the Lord has for you. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, today we desire to seek you most of all. Lord, in that still small voice, in that very simple way, with the uh, direct idea of the Holy Spirit touching our spirit and hearing from you, Lord, that's our desire today in choices we will make and directions we will go. Lord, may we seek you in all things. I pray for the witness of Jehoshaphat that we may not stumble as he did in the past. In your precious name, guide us. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world, all and stepping in closer, See you